Hello, friends. A big welcome to you. We are so glad that you're here. This is the Connected Families Podcast. I'm Stacey Bellward, your host. Today's episode is very practical. You are going to learn a tool that you can use in your parenting today to grow skills in your children. I invited Chad Hangay to join me for this conversation. Chad is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He coaches many parents for connected families, and he heads up the connected families coaching certification program. So Chad, welcome back to the podcast. We're always so glad to have you here at the mic. Yeah. So glad to be here, Stacey. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to talk about growing skills in our kids. Yes. Yep. So we have a model that we want to teach today and we're going to name it right now. It's motivate, model, practice, and praise. And so my first question to you, Chad, is how does teaching skills to our kids, how does that fit into the framework that we teach here at Connected Families? Yeah. So the framework, the four messages we talk about, you're safe with me, you're loved no matter what, you're called and capable, and child, you're responsible for your actions. This one fits pretty firmly in the third message. Child, you are called and you're capable. You're capable of growing and learning, developing new skills, using those skills to bless and honor other people. And so when we get to session three in coaching or discipline that connects online course, you'll find this skill building really firmly in the message you're called and you're capable. I think that this idea of parents growing skills in our kids is is really like basic in a sense when they're little, right? Like think about when your toddler starts walking, like we get yeah. it, right? We're holding their hands, you know, and we're like so excited and we're cheering them on as they take a step and we clap yes. our hands, woohoo. <laughs> but something changes, doesn't it, Chad? So yes. like they get to be about six. And what you don't know how to clear the table or load the dishwasher, right? Like, come on, right? Haven't you seen me load that dishwasher for years now? And exactly something changes. Yeah. And, you know, early on, we're so excited for them and they're learning these new skills and we stop saying and uh, doing some of the same things. You know, just imagine, and I've heard parents tell me, it's like, what, I'm supposed to like cheer when they bring a fork to the sink or something? I mean, come yeah. on, are you kidding me? It's kind of what we do when they're walking though. We're like, hey, mm. you're going to do it, right? Yeah. But oftentimes when kids grow older and we have some expectations, I think, that our kids just should be able to do certain things. Maybe we become more agitated and less encouraging and uh, you can start to feel a tone shift. Can't you? Yeah. Well, and I think that one thing that kind of leads to that is this idea that we think about a lot as parents, we've been, I don't know, taught over the years, maybe, or we hear it said more is caught than taught. Mm -hmm. And we think kids are just learning stuff, right? I mean, they're picking up our phones and they're figuring out how to run things. Oh like, shouldn't they be able to <laughs> like, you know, know how to load the dishwasher? And, and it's a bit of a barrier, isn't it? Yeah. And I, and I think the more is caught than taught is kind of a two-sided coin in that I do think that sometimes my kids do catch some things from me, mm -hmm. but they're not the kind of things that I would like for them to catch from me. Uh, I think about kids sometimes as, as like a character of their parents, where you've got this feature on your face that might be a little larger, smaller, or whatever, and then the, the artist blows it out of proportion. 
you know, so I think about that sometimes, like I would hear myself say something and then I would kind of chastise my kids for saying the same thing, but they said it in such big and ex- extreme ways uh-huh. that I was like, I don't do that. Right? <laughs> yeah, but Actually, I do do that, but they just make it bigger and louder and more uh-huh. extreme perhaps. Uh-huh. And so when I look at a load of dishes at the dishwasher or I see a pile of dishes or laundry or whatever it might be, and I go, <laughs> ah, dishes. <laughs> right? My kids are catching that too. Yeah. And they're also catching that uh, chores are pain and uh, there's something to be endured. And so I think, I think some of that caught and taught thing is two-sided. And yeah. sometimes my kids are catching the things that I don't necessarily want them to be to catching. Catch. Yeah, right. That's the humbling part of being a parent. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. And then we think that they're catching the things we want them to catch and they might not be. Our kids don't typically have the same agenda that we have. <laughs> and so we yeah. start along the lines of, you know, let's get this house cleaned up. And mm-hmm. their agenda is different than that. It doesn't mean that we can't get on the same page. But if we just have some working assumption that that we all have my perspective as the parent, we're going to be frustrated about that. Yeah, but Chad, my perspective is the right one. I know. I know. I know it is. Mine is as well. It's funny that both of us have the right perspective. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, before we really launch into this model that we've just found really useful, for parents over the years. I kind of like to just touch on some of the roadblocks because, mm-hmm. you know, here at Connected Families, we start with the, the foundation of our framework for everything. It's what's going on in me. So let's just, you know, pull apart what's really going on. And I think that there's some roadblocks that parents face as they really are thinking about growing skills in their kids. You know, there's the kids that cover up Uh, I don't know if I should say cover up, but they deal with their own maybe lack of skill or possibly even failure with just apathy. They don't want to show that it feels very shaming to them. So they might come off with, you know, I don't care about that. And if the parent cares about that, then, you know, (laughs) that's not a good thing. Now we've got an attitude issue that is what the parents see. And it's usually what the parents pay attention to, too, right? They'll give big intensity, like, well, don't give me that attitude. That's, that's not okay. Or, Mm -hmm. and what you're really getting at is that that's a surfacey show, but there's something else going on underneath that likely. Yeah. You know, and for me in that case, my daughter was really good at a bunch of different things, super athletic. She was picking up school really fast when she was little. So it just didn't even get into my mind that, you know, art, art class at school, the teacher kept saying she doesn't care. No, actually fine motor was difficult. So Mm. I really had to get under the surface of what was going on. This wasn't just a, I don't care, you know, attitude issue for her. So right. I mean, if the teacher says she just doesn't care, mm-hmm. then I can feel the weight and the pressure now as a parent of wanting to make this child care. And now we've gone with an assumption and run with it rather than looking and going, wait, what's happening here? Like what's under the surface of this kiddo that might be something other than not caring? That's right. And that was art in my situation. But what that did is it stopped me from having a mindset to grow skills. It was an attitude that I had to fix. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to bring that one up. There's other roadblocks though. Um, I think when I hear a lot, especially as I moderate the online courses, and that's when the younger child can be really good at things. So the older child just must be able to do it too. Mm -hmm. And so it's very hard to deal with the older child who, you know, is not 
measuring up, I'm saying in the air quotes. Yes. So the comparison that parents do can be a rough one. What's another one? I think another one is when our kids just don't meet our own standards of perfection. Yes. And we put that on them and Mm -hmm. that's a rough one. Mm -hmm. Another big one is that parents often feel like they just don't have time to teach. Yeah. I think that's one that I hear a lot as a parent coach. It's like, well, they should know already. I mean, I've told them a hundred times and they still haven't figured it out. Just don't have time for this. We just need to move on there. And, and you kind of get a little bit of a, a sense of a shaming message too, of yeah. like, a, you should know better. You're old enough to know better, to know how to do this. I think that's a big one. I don't have enough time for this. You should just do it. So we want to shift from that to really having a mindset to work with our kids and teach them, which is where we're going. (laughs) Another one that we hear a lot from parents and I've felt too, is that our kids do what they want to do. They Mm -hmm. figure out how to work, you know, the TV. Like I have still not figured out how to work my TV, Chad. Like seriously, (laughs) my kids knew how to work with that thing within hours. Like Mm -hmm. they do what they want to do. And so whatever situation, you know, is in front of us (laughs) must just be them not caring. Yeah. And and I think it goes back again to our agendas are a little bit different and the things that are important to us might not be as important to them and vice versa. But I I do think as we move forward into talking about uh, motivate, model, practice, and praise that we can look at developing some team concept here about being on the same page, understanding what's important to each other and figuring out how we can work together to accomplish some goals and then having some insight and some longer term vision as parents for how to build skills that we know our kids will need in the future, but not just telling them, you need more self-control. You need mm-hmm. to you know, be more flexible. You need to be more scheduled. <laughs> we hate the should word yeah, that none of right, us right, like right. receiving, right? Yeah. Yeah. You none should of be those cleaning your room. None of those statements will change the child's skill level. None of them. <laughs> yeah. You can say those things 100 times and they will not change the child's skill level. What will change the skills or build skills is having a plan to do so. And that's really what gets me excited to talk about this topic. Awesome. So we're going to start with the first one and then we're going to move to our break and then we'll finish it up after the break. So let's start with motivate. Yeah, motivate is is really just that understanding of first what asking yourself what skill does my child need to grow in and what would I like to encourage them around it's just being thoughtful before we move into uh, you know coming out of frustration and lecturing it's like hold on a second my child I think needs to learn a little bit more about some self control because I'm seeing them on that screen all the time, or Mm -hmm. they don't get what they want and uh, they're inflexible. They need to learn about flexibility or maybe just the skill of finishing a job that they started and Mm -hmm. having some excellence around that. Okay. Whatever it might be, let's let's just pick one, Mm -hmm. one skill that you'd like to encourage. And then the motivation is like, why is it important? Why is that important? And you can use all sorts of, you know, ways of talking about that could Mm -hmm. be some stories or some analogies. Jesus, he used analogies and parables with his disciples. He taught them a lot of things just by telling stories about why it's important, the value of the kingdom of God. He talked about the value of each individual to God in Luke 15. 
the importance of faithfulness and serving God, he talks about in Luke 12, and he sends them out in Luke 10. But he's talking about why it's important, mm-hmm. right, to go out. Uh, why are we doing this? So Jesus is a great example of, of not just telling his disciples, you should do this. You should be better at this. <laughs> He's telling them stories, discussing kind of the impact of what doing that thing could look like and how it might impact the kingdom. So, you know, I think the question for parents is how could you use a story or an analogy to explain the value of the skill that you're trying to teach? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe books or TV or other media could spark some discussions around that. This isn't a lecture. This is a discussion. Yeah. And it brings to mind, Chad, the online course that you and I wrote together, the power oh. of questions, like what a great opportunity to ask our children questions. What, you know, what would happen if this played out in this way? What would another option be? And what would that look like? You know, if we do it this way, then what do you think would happen if we Mm -hmm. do it that way? I love those kind of conversations with my kids because it even, it, what does that do? It grows wisdom Mm -hmm. and it helps them to really think so really practical. Well, you know, we could do the dishes now before we go on a bike ride. What do you think we're going to feel like when we come home from the bike ride? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be ready to do the dishes then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or- yeah. And they get to decide that. You know, again, what, what we're talking about really is outside of the challenging situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when we're not seeing the skill, if we come in and we start doing this, well, this is really important. And here's why this is really done in a relaxed kind of conversational environment. It's not in the heat of the moment where I'm worked up. This has got to change, you know, sort of thing. It's like, Hey, I've Mm -hmm. just been noticing. I've been wondering, what about you? Right. I really like the example of the dishes. You know, what do you want to do? Should we do Uh it before knowing we can come back and relax or should we go and bike ride and come back and, and knowing that we're going to have to do some dishes, which is totally fine. We can, we can do either one, right? Really good. So what's the purpose? What's the motivation? And uh, the last thing I just want to say about that is that pointing out previous successes is a strong motivator. So we're quick to oftentimes look at what didn't go so well, try to tweak that. And that's okay in some places, but I I do think that pointing out what went well Mm -hmm. is also an important piece of building motivation in our kids, expressing times where we have seen them use that skill or that uh, character trait in healthy and positive ways. That's really good. I have to ask a question before we go to the break. Okay. Especially around this one, motivate. And the question is this, what is the parent to do when the child is just not motivated for the thing that we're talking about, right? Like Mm -hmm. they just do not care that the room is very clean. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Chad, like I know in a group of siblings, you could have an adult, you know, sister or brother that just doesn't have the same value of cleanliness as an adult in their own home. So, you know, as kids, they just really don't care that the bathroom, that their room is clean. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. And it causes me to first go to the foundation and looking internally to go, hold on, what's going on with me in that? Am I projecting a negative future for this child? Am I starting to think things like this kid is just a slob? They're never going to be able to organize anything in their life. How are they ever going to hold a job, be in a relationship, move out of my house, right? (laughs) And so that's my work as a parent. And uh, it is so important that I start to think and believe accurately 
about mm-hmm. this child. They are here right now. It doesn't mean this is where they will be forever. And my wise guidance, as well as clarity through the Holy Spirit, just asking God for insight and wisdom here, does it mean that they're going to be white glove tested and pass it every time and have everything perfectly clean? No, but I believe that my child can gain some level of orderliness. And as a parent, I can have expectations. And this is what we talk about in the online course as well, the questions course, right? Helping guide our kids through a process, but then we can hold them accountable. I would suggest to you that a lot of times parents are holding their kids accountable to things that their kids don't necessarily have the skills to do. Mm Mm-hmm on a regular basis. They haven't shown that they can clean their room consistently in a acceptable way. And and yet we keep saying, clean your room, clean your room, clean your room. I mean, how many times has a parent walked into a room and gone, that's perfect. That's just unbelievable. You, You nailed it, right? We're talking about Skill building. And the first step here is motivation. We're going to get into modeling. Right. We're going to get into practicing. And then we're going to get into that praise piece. And then I believe when we've done those things over time, we can hold accountable and help our kids learn and grow the value of that skill. That's great. Okay. Well, we want to take a quick break to tell you about another great tool, the tool that Shad and I just mentioned, the Power of Questions online course. Hi, friends. We have an online course that you could start today called The Power of Questions, Less Arguing, More Wisdom. We get lots of questions from parents every day. Here's one of them. My four-year-old son struggles to focus. I often find myself repeating requests like, go get your jammies on multiple times before I believe that he's even heard my request. What can I do to help him hear me sooner and encourage his follow through? Well, we have an answer for that parent. My coworker, Chad Hange, and I are certified coaches. We learned really early that asking our kids curious questions instead of telling all the time was a complete game changer. I mean, telling over and over, go get your jammies on. It gets tiring, doesn't it? Well, the Power of Questions online course will teach you how to make a big shift. Instead of a me versus you tone where the parent feels responsible to get the child to do what they're supposed to do and the child resists, Chad and I learned that we can shift the tone of our house to a teamwork mentality where parents and children of all ages come together to solve problems. You know, problems like the wet towels are on the bathroom floor 90% of the time. Well, the power of questions, less arguing, more wisdom is a four session course. You can sign up yourself and take it today or grab a few friends and do it as a group. Sandra said this after finishing the course, the power of questions online course gives a solid foundation for why and how to ask thoughtful, meaningful questions. I love how the course takes you through practical steps that helped our entire family start to build the life skill of asking quality questions that build understanding and grow wisdom. We even watched parts of it with our eight and our 10 year old children to ignite problem solving. Well, I love that testimony. And you can find the Power of Questions online course at connectedfamilies.org or you can find a link in our show notes. Okay, Chad, here we are after the break. We started with Motivate. 
we got through that one. And now we just had started to touch on modeling and the Mm -hmm. fact that so many times as parents, we expect our kids to do things that we really haven't shown them exactly what we expect. And yet we go, we go and say it to their room. This place is still a mess. Why isn't it cleaner? Look at there's, you know, garbage in the corner. Why don't we move on to model and let's just go through this. How do we model to our kids? What does this mean? Well, let's take a look at what Jesus did. Jesus Mm -hmm. example was that he asked his disciples to do things that he had shown them how to do over time. And so he demonstrated what it looked like, pray for people, to minister for people, heal people, to cast demons out of people. I mean, he was just modeling over time. And so I think that's an important piece, sharing some of your own stories of successes and failures of a desired you know, trait or skill that you've been working on from even when you were young to, to current right? Where you're able to say, you know what, one of the things this year, okay, and I like that language, not like right now, but this year, I think it gives context like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, this could take a while (laughs) to develop this new skill or this new trait or character piece that that I want to grow in. But this is what I'm working on. And this is where I struggle with that. Or, and this is why, what's the motivation for me wanting to do this differently? Those are important pieces. So it's not just child, it's about you. I'm trying to fix you, change you, make my life easier if you got this thing figured out. But this is about me working on some things as well. So I think I think our kids recognize it's not just about them. It's about all of us growing. And we don't want to be the same person we were the year before. We want to grow. We want to learn mm-hmm. some new things. Mm-hmm. So I think- also being able to celebrate that a little bit. It's like, hey, <laughs> I was going to spend some money on this thing uh, today. And, and I normally just would have bought that because that's what I do. And I love that thing. You know what? I've been working on self-control and only getting the things that I really needed. And I didn't do it. And I was like, yeah. oh man, yeah, that was, yeah. I was so excited that I was able to do that, right? That's a simple modeling, a sharing of a story of a way that you have been implementing a new skill or character trait that you've been wanting to grow in. I love that. It's kind of an example of the growth mindset and then modeling that growth mindset for our kids. Like, you know, I'm not finished. I don't have it all together. Yes. Paul said that in the Philippians at the end of his life, it was just a amazing. You know, I have not reached where I want to reach yet. Mm -hmm. And so as we model that for our kids, you know, yeah, like I still want to grow in the areas um, of my character or, or anything that we want to grow in. And so that's what we do in this family, family culture of evaluating ourselves and saying, Mm -hmm. you know, these are the steps that I'm taking to change. Yes. Learning. We're okay with mistakes. Yep. Right. Oh man. Today I was in the store and I saw that thing and I was like, before I even knew what was going on, I had purchased it. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Oh, what? okay. I didn't want to do that, but I've got grace for me. I received God's grace for me. I wonder what I can do differently next time to allow me to be successful in this area. You know, again, it's not just sharing your successes, but it's also sharing some of the things that maybe didn't go so well. And I sometimes will use this frame of just just living my life out loud. Kids are really great observers, but they're really poor interpreters. They see things and then they place an interpretation to that. I walked into the store. I walked out of the store. I didn't get something that I was going to get. Why? They're making up stories about that. I just want to fill in the blanks. 
like, oh yeah, yeah. The reason I didn't do this or the reason I did do this. So I think talking that out loud, one script, maybe, uh, you know, this is really frustrating that the rain ruined our picnic plans, but you know what? I'm going to be flexible. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths and maybe I'll just write a list of three fun things we could do instead. I never get frustrated. Yeah. But hey, this is frustrating. This isn't what I expected, but I'm going to be flexible here, right? I, I, I like that, that language that speaks to our kids through modeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we're thinking about this, it was, if we had realized that our child was having trouble with flexibility, like, oh, we can't go to the park today. We have to do something different. And then it's the meltdown. Then that is such a great teaching, a a great response to that, right? Because this is one of the learning that I needed to have was to have a teaching mindset. And in in my world, I thought, yeah, I need to teach my children more. So I'm kind of bringing this down really practically. Like we've talked about rooms, filling the dishwasher, these different things. I remember it was planting our vegetable garden. And I just assumed that they would know if we made the little, you know, the track where the seeds go in, they should just go in, in that one spot. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they should just put the seed right where it goes. Well, that's not how it worked out, Chad. (laughs) And it took me a little while to realize, okay, I need to model exactly how you do this specific task. Mm -hmm. And again, right. Didn't they just see me do it? Yes. Uh, Well, I guess they didn't pay attention in the way that I wanted them to. Yeah. Or they didn't know that was the best way for seeds to grow in an orderly (laughs) fashion, right? I mean, you can throw them all over the place. They'll they might grow in all sorts of different places, but you know, this is the way and why do we do it like this? Yes. So Mm -hmm. talking through that, but I guess that's the point I'd like to make here is that we can do this for big character issues, but also as parents, let's think about this talking through our process for the daily things of life. You know, why do we, I don't know, wash the glasses before the pots and pans. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just really think from a teaching mindset as Mm -hmm. we model life. Anything else? to add right there, Chad, before we no, move I think on that's, to practice? I think that's, that's great. I think the, you know, the motivate model is so important. And then practice is probably one of my favorite. <laughs> it's okay, my favorite part of there. this thing. So I think about practice as really kind of this idea that the best place to learn new skills is in practice, not game time. Parents are really good at trying to teach new skills in the middle of the game. The meltdown's happening, the dishes didn't get done, the bed's not made, the room's not clean, whatever it might be. And we walk in and we start teaching. Okay. Actual skill building happens in practice. Coaches don't run out into the floor of the field and go, stop the game. We're going to redo this play until we get it right 20 times. You know, (laughs) it's like, no, they, they go, wow, the skill level. Oh, that was good. Oh, that, Ooh, we need some work there. And then they take what they see in the game and they bring it to practice. Yeah. I think that's the important takeaway here. And in our family, we would use family meetings for practice time. Okay, where it's like, hey, I've just been noticing and I wonder if anybody else has noticed that the laundry is not quite getting where I thought we maybe had a agreement that the laundry is supposed to be in the laundry room at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning and it doesn't seem like it's getting there. I wonder what ideas do you have about that? How could we make this? And then we'd practice it. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, everybody do your laundry baskets. Okay. We're going to pretend that it's nine 45 and, and uh, <laughs> you're going to bring your stuff down, like actual practicing, doing the mm-hmm. skill that you would like to see them doing. 
do-overs. Kind of role-playing it is a little yeah. bit of what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Role-playing is younger kids, especially elementary age and under oftentimes will really get into that role-playing mm-hmm. side of things. And uh, you can pretend to not do it very well. And then you can practice doing it really well. And, you know, just kind of, yeah, be flexible, enjoy that process, right? Have a little bit, like we talk about in the online course, a lighthearted kind of curiosity as opposed to a heavy handed, frustrated, exasperated tone. What I would like to add just right here is that for that kid who really doesn't care about the room getting cleaned, you know, so, so we're already dealing with that motivation there. I need to adjust my expectations maybe yeah. On just what does a clean room look like? You yes. know, for that child, it can look a little different than I would want my room cleaned or even my other child who really highly values cleanliness and tidiness. Yes. It can look different. So we can be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So I love all that practice. We also teach do-overs. So we just do it again till we get it right. Yeah. And, we're, and that's a way of practicing. But that's great. So Chad, can we move now onto the last one, which is praise? Yes. We love praise a lot. Praise is something that, uh, you know, we talk about a little bit differently in connected families using the ABC affirmation. We're really working to build some a positive identity. When somebody has done something the way that you'd like them to do it, you see that new skill being built to come around that and give it some focus. And we talk at Connected Families using the framework sometimes of focus is fertilizer, mm-hmm. right? The, that what you put big intensity toward is likely what you're going to grow more of. So be careful what you bring that big intensity too. But the ABCs, the action, like what's the action that the child did? Most parents are great at that. Usually they're like, hey, good job. You you did that really well. Right. Okay, but then what's the, the B? What's the benefit? How does that action benefit the child and other people, right? Yeah. So how did doing the dishes benefit the child and or helping set the table or whatever it might be? We're able to get out the door on time and do some of the fun things that we wanted to do as you helped out like that. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the C is the character. Like what character did it take to do that? Son, it takes a lot of self-control to stop doing something you really enjoy doing, playing that game, right? To come and help out with setting the table. Yeah. yeah. A couple months ago, I don't know that I would have seen that from you, but that's just something that is growing in you, that self-control. That's momentum building I love uh, that. T- toward doing it again and doing it again and doing it again. And so that piece is just so important. I think parents usually stop at the A. It's like, hey, good job. Okay, mm-hmm. We're really after character. We want to see the character developing in our kids. So if you can get down to that level of affirming the, the character that, uh, and the skill that we'd like to see developing in that child, that over time, that will produce more and more of, and more of that. And I, I think it's funny because I love the ABCs of affirmation, mm-hmm. but when I was first learning it, sometimes even now getting to C was a struggle. <laughs> I could get A and then I could get B and then, yeah. I, and then I would get stuck and I'd be tongue tied and I'd be like, you guys, I can't think of a C and <laughs> become a group <laughs> effort. What was the character here? You know, <laughs> that was, uh, that was being what, what was yeah, the exhibited? Character? So what you would, you would say that, was... that out loud and I'm you're sorry. And you would say that out loud and then your kids would try to fill in the blanks with the character that was being developed. 
I would totally say it out loud. I'd be like, you guys, I can't think of a C. What is the character? Uh, that's so good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, it's just putting it out there. Hey, we're, we're, <laughs> we're just parents. It yes. doesn't mean we have it all together. Oh, so ABC's affirmation. We have a blog post on it. We'll connect that in the show notes for anyone who wants to know more about that and how to use it in your family. Today was fantastic, Chad. Just fantastic. So we covered Great. this model, yeah. motivate, model, practice, praise. We have links to other blog posts about that too, for anyone who wants to dig deeper into this so that they can grow skills in their kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks, thanks so much for, for being here, Chad. Oh my goodness. Thanks for the conversation, Stacey. I just always appreciate your authenticity and your willingness to kind of share real life stuff. Always great to be with you. Good. We'll see you again next time. Okay. Sounds good. I hope you enjoyed our podcast today. We would love to hear from you. Leave a comment and let us know what you found useful or a question that we could address in a future podcast. Don't forget to rate and review so that others can find us more easily. For more information about Connected Families, go to connectedfamilies.org. Oh, 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 o